And hello, welcome to another edition of Laurel Park Weekly. It's Wednesday, September 20th here. We're by the historic Laurel Park paddock. I'm Stan Salter along with our announcer Dave Rodman. Ty Ellis here as we recap a big weekend, a fall festival of racing last Saturday here at Laurel Park. We'll look ahead as well as we have the, uh, uh, the comeback uh, of the uh, Baltimore-Washington International Turf Cup. That's September 30th. We'll spotlight a couple horses that are nominated to that. We'll take a look at some national races as well. But uh, let's start with the fall festival of racing. Some big races coming up this September. But this past uh, uh, Saturday was the first of six Super Saturdays here. And it didn't disappoint with seven stake races featuring the grade three to Francis Dash. Yeah, and a lot of turf racing too. Fans love that. Big feels. Huge handle here at Laurel Park on Saturday and all weekend long. Uh, the Dash, Whitmore was the big favorite, and we'll show you that in just a few moments, see what happened to him. But a lot of exciting finishes, Ty, on the turf, I'll tell you. A couple of heart attack finishes for me. It, it was. It was It was a really good weekend. We saw a couple really good uh, two-year-olds, and I'm thinking Therapist might be the best two-year-old out of the bunch that we saw. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll get to that replay a little bit later, but it was a fantastic weekend. Saturday, we had the seven stakes, including the DeFrancis Dash. You're just in love with that New York Christoph Clement guy. <laughs> wise, wise gal, but was a wise gal? Yeah, yeah, wise gal in the Salima for Dove Houghton, I think, uh, s stole the show for the two-year-olds, but bo both very nice two-year-olds, and I hope they're both uh, nominated to the Breeders' Cup because you I have that so. Breeders' Cup juvenile going long on the turf, and certainly therapists look like he can go longer, and uh, wise gal by Einstein for trainer Dove Houghton, trains right here at Laurel Park. It looks like I a wise gal could go longer as well. We'll, we'll get into all those races. Yeah, big race from Stroll Smoke, and we'll show you in yeah, a few yeah, moments, yeah. too. I think that was a yeah. long-shot performance heart attacks race of the weekend for Wayne Potts just missing there on the grass. We'll show you the stretch calls in just a few moments. All right, let's get right to it. The feature was the uh, 26th running of the Frank J. DeFrancis Memorial Dash. It was a great three presented by Express Bet. And how about Horacio Caramanos? He's won this race before on Action Andy a few years back, and here he comes with the long shot Chubbalicious on the outside. Looked like Blue Moon Ace had it right now. Yeah, Blue Moon Ace, winner of the coalition at Timonium. Chubbalicious had run some past numbers good enough to win this race, and they got a great trip on the outside, the better part of the track. Here, Ty Whitmore just kind of struggling to the inside. I mean, was it the inside that really was his undoing or maybe just lost a step for this particular race? Well, yeah, the inside we saw it all weekend was not the place to be on the dirt track. Uh, so Fergal, I'm thinking, would probably have that ride back. He would do it, take the horse a little bit wider. Uh, but the props out to Claudio Gonzalez with Chubbalicious, earned a 99 buyer in there. Um, the horse that finished second, Blue Moon Ace, ran a 99 in the coalition, the first running at Timodium. So that's a legitimate number, and that's a quality number, 99 buyer. Claudio had had Chubbalicious in his barn before and done well with the horse. He had the horse last winter, was second in the fire plug behind that uh, sharp sprinter, Imperial Hint. So he'd done well with the horse before. So no it, no surprise. I went, I mean, it, I, I made a mistake gambling here because I went three deep on my late pick five ticket and I left these connections out, leading trainer Claudio Gonzalez with a veteran rider like Caramanos who came with a wide ride. And that's how you get a $22 winner. Well, Class-wise, Whitmore certainly looked great on paper with a four-horse 
force field, though. You know, uh, the Blue Moon Ace certainly getting that tactical advantage, and with that outside draw for Chublicious certainly helped him out, too. Exciting dash. So, so Blue Moon Ace, he ran well. No disappointment to finish second. Nice claim by uh, Art Robert Cole and Kevin Patterson for 30000 A win in, a, in, the, in the coalition. Now a second in the grade three to Francis Dash. Whitmore, he ran well. He was full of run down there on the inside. Maybe not the best place to be, but uh, Whitmore, uh, I'll, be, uh, I'll be looking for him next time out. He'll be a good bet, maybe at a price next time out. All right, uh, those people who thought he was really maybe on the worst part of the track will certainly play him back. An awesome banner. I'm not going to give up on him yet. It's been a while since he'd, he's won. He was second in, in the grade one Vanderbilt. He's better than what we saw in the DeFrances. Hopefully trainer Kenny Decker can regroup awesome banner uh, and get him back in good form. So it was uh, a, a nice uh, running of the grade three to Francis Dash. We'll see uh, out of that race. Who do you think has the best shot going on down the road to take on a grade two, grade one uh, field and win? Well, I would think that uh, Whitmore coming back would I mean because of his uh, back class alone. Yeah, the class from the bad class from Whitmore, um, obviously, but that was impressive by Chubbalicious. Uh, needed a little bit of pace to run into, but uh, the bad class from Whitmore, I think this horse will grow out of this and, and probably Breeders' Cup down the line for Whitmore. Um, uh, down the line. No, I, I, I agree with both of you. Whitmore, of course, the winner of the Grade 3 Maryland Sprint. <coughs> He'll be tough down the road, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Blue Moon Ace uh, or Chubbalicious could jump up and make some noise in a Grade 2, Grade 1. Robert Cole, of course, he's been to the Breeders' Cup Sprint before with a horse he claims shake you down uh, way long, not, not too long ago, what, 10, 15 years ago, mm -hmm. he claimed with Scott Lake, and uh, they went to the Breeders' Cup Sprint, and they were third with Shake You Down. So Robert Cole's done this before, getting with the claimer going on down to the Breeders' Cup Sprint. Yeah, well, let's see what happens in a few weeks. All right, so nice running there of the grade three to Francis Dash, presented by Express Bet. Okay, here's my filly that stole the show last Saturday, Wise Gal. Here she comes on the far outside with a wide rally with Cowboy Steve Hamilton aboard for trainer of Houghton, Weisgal now two for two on the Laurel Grass. A very, she just crushed this field in the slim. A very impressive, I think. A very similar uh, run to her debut. She's now two for two with a big looping, swooping kind of move at about the quarter pole with that long stretch here at Laurel Park. Upper stretch, you knew she was going to get away with that sustained momentum, and indeed she did. And congratulations, uh, Eric Worth, owner, breeder, uh, the Worth brothers. Uh, had a long history here in Maryland with Dub Houghton sending out horses and yep. have kept with the program. Yep, know. they campaigned the damn spirited game of of damn of wise mm -hmm. gal. Dub Houghton won the conniver stakes with spirited game and uh, yeah, longtime owner breeders Ronnie Cartwright. He was here yeah, and uh, River, you know, he used to train for the worst. So uh, impressive performance by wise gal here in the Slima time. Yeah, it was it was and the Philly did everything right. She switched leads on cue. Uh, showed him the whip, showed her the whip, and she really just ran off well. The Wesley Ward filly on the inside set a good pace, uh, really set it up for the race in there. Uh, great win by uh, by Wise Gal, and, and uh, looking forward to big things in the future. Well, well, count, uh, Steve Cowboy Hamilton says what she lacks in size, basically she kind of makes up yeah. in her heart and her ability to run. She's not a very big filly, so we'll see if she can mature maybe next year and grow a little bit. You know, if she could, she could be a menacing force on the grass. And, and her sire, Einstein, trained by Helen Pitts, he won uh, stake races going long on the turf, dirt, and synthetic. So 
Exciting things to come for Wise Gal and uh, Ronnie Cartwright. He, he might be getting his trainer's license back <laughs> here soon. Yeah, crab cakes, Wise Gal, <laughs> all for owners and breeders he used to train for. Now, I think he's enjoying retirement, hanging out here, rooting on uh, nice horses like Wise Gal. So, uh, Wise Gal wins the slam. Let's take a look at the Laurel Dash. I like class and cash in this race, and this horse gets up for a good second. Uh, but the French horse here, good day for the Frenchman. Here's Snow Day, uh, the first of two stake wins here for jockey Daniel Centeno. Snow Day is going to win the photo here for trainer Willard Thompson. I think it's important. Sorry, Dave, no, to cut you off. If we're no. watching this, watch the gray horse on the inside, class and cash. It was a good win, but you're seeing a bunch of bumping right here. Makes a late surge, and, and the winner, Snow Day, was impressive, was gliding, as you pointed out in the stretch, on the back stretch, and, and really responded well. But the one-horse class and crash, the, the gray horse, Ran into a bunch of trouble there, and I think if uh, she got a cleaner trip, she probably would have won that Yeah, race. maybe a reversal of post positions. The outcome would have been much different. A good in-the-clear trip for Snow Day. Class and cash, not only the trouble tie, but uh, kind of a horse that always is on the lead on the lead and shortening up to that, that sprint. That was an excellent race. Shows a lot of tenacity for class and cash. Just one of the stalwarts in the Sibeli uh, barn. It's just been a really consistent grass horse. All right, and then a ra rapid Dan for Dale Capuano. Kind of had a tough trip. Got up for a good third there with Jevion Toledo aboard and triple burner Caramanos aboard for Linda Albert to round out the Superfecta in the Laurel Dash. Let's take a look at the all along the connections of Stuart Janney and Hall of Fame trainer Shug McGahey. They had a big week and they won a race last Friday and they win the all along going along here with their homebred Philly on leave. Nice ride by Forrest Boyce. Good looking Philly here by Warfront. Yeah, I mean, on paper, looked like she had to win, right? And their class came through in this spot. And, indeed, it was really nice battle for second, but uh, superb race there. Forrest Boy, Stuart Jenny, we've seen them in the winter circle many times uh, before here at uh, Laurel Park. The filly that finished second in there was Paige uh, at a big price, 14-1. to 1. Christoph Clement, another horse. Ratio Caramanos was really green on the inside, and another horse that – uh, it was green down the stretch, and another horse that uh, was straight if could straighten out and kind of get flat and flattened out earlier might have had a little bit better run, but that was a good win uh, on leave. Forrest Boyce, Shug McGahey on top. So th they won uh, those connections, won two races together here at Laurel Park, and good to see president of the Jockey Club, Stuart Janney, right here at Laurel Park for both of the wins on leave. Of course, the star of the show for the Janney family in the all along. Let's turn the page here. How about the Hall of Famer, Edgar Prado? He wasn't going to get shut out on Big Fall Festival of Racing Day. He scores on a big long shot here in a sensible lady for Philly Mares. Here he comes on the far outside. A $52 winner, a Godolphin uh, Philly here by Street Sense for trainer Tom Albatroni. When you're in a stakes race, you draw drawing off the alternates. Racing fans always put your thinking cap on. <laughs> always re-handicap the race. <laughs> always thinking on the outside, getting into the race. Let go in a long shot. I don't know whether it's perhaps because uh, the runner came in off the alternates. They didn't think the horse could sprint, but coming from Rauta's sprint was the magic elixir there for always thinking. Yeah, the winner, she set off a good pace. They went pretty quick, 22 and uh, 2, and then 44 and 3 in the first half. So it came back a little bit towards her towards the end. Good price. I'm not going to knock anything against her when you win a 25 to 1. Mm -hmm. uh, but clear trip. The pace line is set up a little bit for uh, at the end, but that's still a good win for Edgar Prado, the Hall of Fame jockey. All right, yeah, good to see. He's done that a time or two here in Maryland. Of course, he started here in Maryland before he went on uh, to New York. So let's take a look here at the Laurel Turf Cup going a mile and a half. Knesser, the French bred horse. Good day, like I said, snow day one, and here's another French bred horse for the French trainer, Arnaud Delacour. Knesser, first start here in the USA 
say a winning one here, Fergal Lynch aboard. Stamina, stamina. The Aga Khan bred there in that last eighth of a mile. Here's where it counts, going a mile and a half. I don't care how fast or slow the pace is. you got a horse bred like this. He just took over. Good effort, though, uh, from the runner-up in there. Um, that was um, Infinite Wisdom. Infinite Wisdom. Horse. The name escaped me for a second. The six horse who, who was uh, in, in looming striking position and actually just chased that horse home with a lot of gain. Masso Knesser, uh, whatever you want to call it. We talked about it last week. The three horse is going to go along. I, I think you can watch for this horse in turf marathons wherever he runs next. I mean, I don't think they really got to the bottom here. That was his first start in the uh, States. Yeah, yeah it had been running in France, been winning listed stakes over there. Uh, it went off at a decent 3-1. to one. I think a lot of betters were shying away uh, because you're not seeing the huge huge tracks out there like the Ascots. You do see a Chantilly, one at Chantilly out there, uh, but one at 3-1, to one, Arnaud Delacour. You can't get much better than that as, as a solid price, and that was a fairly easy win. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where uh, where he goes next. First time Lasix in the Laurel Turf Cup. Knesser, an $8.40 winner. Nice ride there by Fergal Lynch. One more stake race to show you from last Saturday here at Laurel Park, the historic running of the Laurel Fraternity. All right, Ty, I wasn't being hard on you. Therapist, <laughs> therapist is very nice. Your trainer, Christophe. Christophe Clement, here he comes here, splitting horses. Yeah, and, and Centeno saved all the ground on the rail and then swifted, but here it's stuck behind the four horse. The little green finally levels out at about the eighth pole and, and trying to run down the, the six horse, Stroll smoking. Toledo was on that horse and, and runs him down late stretch, and it was a really confident ride at the end to only win by a nose. Though the horse was a little bit difficult at the starting gate, maybe needs to see a therapist between now and next <laughs> race. A little bit difficult to load, and you don't often see, a, especially a two-year-old, a younger horse, overcome that to get through traffic, to angle out, and to win going away like that. So he's got some talent on the turf. Maybe just to, needs to mature just a little bit more. He's going to be a nice one. So all right, so Christophe Clement, he 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 wins. Arnaud Delacour wins. Two French bred horses win. It was a good day for the uh, for the French uh, company mm. uh, here at last uh, Saturday. How about Stroll smoking yeah. though? <laughs> Big effort in second for Wayne Potts. Yeah, the blinkers are being added to Stroll smoking. He's a horse that now you can see is a decent sprinter on the d the dirt, and he's okay on the turf as well. Opened up like he was going to pull a huge huge upset. And uh, you know, if you played Stroll smoking and you knew Therapist was pulling that behind the gate you had to be feeling pretty good when he's double digits and opening up a therapist ran him yeah. down set quick fractions and stayed on which was the most important really went uh, 45 and four for the half so and then stayed on you don't see that much from the young Phillies but good or uh, young Colts excuse me but that mm -hmm. was uh, good good uh, runner-up by Stroll smoking and you're not going to get 20 to 1 in the future oh boy so seven stakes we had for you last Saturday part of fall festival race we had a big crowd out here the handle was way up a little over 3.7 million on the day that was way up over last year so thanks to all our fans and horsemen for participating in a big fall festival of racing that's the first of six super saturdays this fall here at laurel park which features 44 stake races for a little bit uh for, for almost four and a half million dollars let's get a quick commercial break we'll give you a recap on, on a couple big national races from last weekend and then we'll preview some nice national and local races coming up
Welcome back, Laura Park Weekly. It's a new edition here. It's Wednesday, September 20th, as we tell you about last weekend and also get you ready for this weekend. Friday, we'll kick off the three-day race weekend here at Laura Park. We'll have a couple nice carryovers for you. We'll get to that. But first, a couple big national races on the scene last weekend, Dave. How about Patrona Margarita? down there at Churchill and the Pocahontas Stakes. Let's start with that filly right there. Two-year-old fillies will show you the Pocahontas, then the Iroquois, both races at a mile and a 16th. 23 to one upset, surging up in the five path and drawing away at the end here. Horses not Breeders' Cup eligible at a half to Texas Chrome, who was a multiple graded stakes winner of a million dollars plus. You might remember that horse. Maybe next up, the grade one Alcibiades at Keeneland next. For Patrona Margarita, at a big price there, you're buying 49.60. You're buying a double margarita or two or three. And uh, yeah, Churchill, big day last uh, Saturday. They also had the Iroquois stakes down there. Was that a win in your end, the Iroquois? They both were winning your ends. Yeah, yeah both and, were. And uh, Derby points. Okay, and Derby the, points. Uh, Iroquois, yeah. Oh, okay. But again, not not eligible for Breeders' Cup is Patrona Margarita, so they'd have to put up the money. So, but I guess maybe Keeneland next. But the tabulator, different story. Um, we're going to show you that race uh, here okay. now. The the Iroquois, uh, Jose Valdivia Jr. for Larry Ravelli uh, shipping in here. Now three for three lifetime is the tabulator. Had a great, great stalking trip right off of 21 to one long shot smart remark all along. Took over, drifted out a little bit. Big effort from Hollywood Star Tie. I think we talked about that horse last week, didn't we? Uh, who, who galloped out. Kind of past him. There's Hollywood Star chasing. You see the drift there from the tabulator. Is now three for three lifetime. He was a four hundred sixty thousand dollar OBS March sale purchase when he breezed ten flat. Uh, second graded stakes win in the second crop runner there dialed in. I'm beginning to really love those dialed in stand. They, they have the sire dialed in. That was a Nick Zito yeah. horse, yeah. wasn't it? Right, right. impressive. Yeah. The dialed in came from way back. So when you see these uh, dialed in prodigy coming on the front, that's mm. just an added. Added bonus for uh, yeah. for the I caught a dialed in at Timonium. It was three to one when I played him, and it was eight to five when I hit the wire. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> everything's all right. The dog pigs got out to everybody there. I, I couldn't shouldn't have told that all guy right, in so the press box. So but all right, so <laughs> big things to come from those two stake winners down there at Churchill. Let's get another quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about a couple big races uh, coming up here at Laurel Park later on this month. Also, we'll preview some big races coming up this weekend on the national scene right after this. Welcome back, Laurel Park Weekly. It's Wednesday, September 20th. Let's tell you about a big race coming up here later this month. This was a, a famous historic race here at Laurel Park. It was the first ever international horse race back in the 50s. The D.C., the Washington, D.C. International Turf Cup. Uh, it, it spawned the idea for the Breeders' Cup. 
<coughs> and then we haven't had it here in a while. It's back on the stakes calendar this month here at Laurel Park. It's the Baltimore-Washington International Turf Cup. It's a grade two. Uh, used to what last year was the Commonwealth uh, Turf Cup. Now it's the, we're going to call it the BWI Turf Cup, a grade one. Great to see this race back on the calendar. It's going to be part of our, our next big Super Saturday, Saturday, September 30th, featuring the grade two BWI Turf Cup. The, uh, the Commonwealth Oaks and the Commonwealth Derby as well, plus a bunch of other uh, big uh, Virginia bread stakes. That's a week from this Saturday, right, Stan? So uh, make, make yep. plans to be on hand here at Laurel Park for that. The, the, um, the, the return of BWI Turf Cup, formerly the, kind of the D.C. International, also known as the yep. Commonwealth, right? Yep, it's yeah. back, and it's a grade two, and hopefully you get some nice runners in there that can go on and win a grade one and get this race back up to a grade one. So uh, you you weren't around for the uh, the D.C. International, <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm sure you've heard a, a lot of stories about it now. I heard there was there, you couldn't find parking for a mile radius around yep. the place, and the yep. apron was packed. So I think it's great that they're bringing it back, and you got the graded status. It could be a prep for uh, the Breeders' Cup. You never know. So uh, it's a grade two, I believe you guys alluded to. It's uh, I'm looking forward to it mm. a couple weeks from now. Well, here's a couple horses that are nominated. The nominations for all our races, September 30th, close tomorrow. Here's Flatline, trained by Scooter Dickey. Here's a, here's his last win. This is down at Ellis, uh, down at Ellis on uh, August 30th. Flatline wins for Scooter Dickey down there. And uh, Dave, I believe he came back and won another. He, he ran another race mm -hmm. since then, uh, but didn't win. But it's a good-looking win here for Flatline. He's one of the horses nominated for the Baltimore-Washington International Turf Cup, trained by Scooter Dickey. Mm, yeah, he ran eighth in the Commonwealth Turf Cup uh, last year, so maybe trying to come back. Perhaps a little bit better form this year since that race. He's run at Kentucky Downs, was second in the Tourist Mile there over the undulating turf course back on September 6th. So the timing is right to bring him back here on September 30th. All right, another horse that's nominated to the Baltimore-Washington International Turf Cup. It's a grade two. The Stronic Stables Delta Prince is nominated for trainer Jimmy Jerkins. Here's Delta Prince, last win up there at Saratoga, running against some of the best horses uh, in the country up there. There he is, second at four to five, and he gets to the front. He's going to win like a four to five uh, shot, supposed to win. That's a big, strong, uh, a dominant win up there at Saratoga against the strong field. So Delta Prince going to be one of your top horses nominated to the BWI Turf Cup. Allowance race there, but he's gridded stakes place after that. Was uh, third in the grade to Bernard Baruch, and he was also second in the Gulfstream back in April in the Appleton. All right, so that's uh, you have that race. You have the uh, the Grade Three Commonwealth Derby. Uh, that's for straight three-year-olds. The Commonwealth Oaks for three-year-old fillies. A bunch of other Virginia bred stakes. Uh, the Virginia bred keep people. They come up uh, by the droves. It'll be a big day, big crowd. Hopefully, another big handle Saturday, September 30th. All right going to be a good day. All right, so that's the local preview. Let's get to the national preview. A couple of big races coming up this weekend uh, up there at Parks. Let's show you the uh, the uh, the Pennsylvania Derby. It's a grade one million dollar race in uh, West Coast for trainer Bob Baffert. going to be one of your top horses in there. Bob Baffert ships another uh, uh, horse up for the Travers like he did with Arrowgate last year. This year, West Coast earned a massive 108 buyer speed figure, uh, taking the, the, the field gate to wire here at Saratoga. Back in the parks uh, in the in the Pennsylvania Derby, drew the four hole. Mike Smith is going to be up there. Uh, impressive. Now you got Chad Brown's got timeline in there, and then uh, IRAP is also going to come back with Doug mm -hmm. O'Neill, Mario Gutierrez, who finished third 
in the uh, in the Travers. West Coast is going to be tough to beat, but if he doesn't get the trip, I like timeline on the rail. The one horse for Chad Brown. I wrap maybe get a little better trip this time at the ten hole against West Coast and the Travers and that speed favoring spa surface there. Smith sent him to the front, utilizing that speed from the three hole, but Irap was caught wide. That was a good effort from Irap. We went back and I watched that video there for finishing third. Very good effort. Maybe a meeting of the two. Irish war cry, Graham Motion taking a shot, second of the Belmont. Jersey bread. Oh, yeah. Bafford, Grand Motion, Doug O'Neill, they'll all be tough. How about my man, Nicky Zito, talking about hmm. dialed in? He'll be about 50 <laughs> to 1. <laughs> you love Nick Zito in this spot. He'll be about spots. 50 to 1 here with Giuseppe, Giuseppe the Great. Was a good second uh, behind your horse, Good Samaritan, and the Jim Dandy. Maybe threw a clunker in the Traverse, see if he can get back in good formula with mm -hmm. uh, Luis Saez uh, aboard hey. in the PA Derby. He got the action Andy seal of approval. He bet him in the, in the Travers and liked him off that second place finish at Saratoga in the Jim Dandy. And right. if you're, you're going with Zito, we're talking about dialed in. Maybe it's all karma today for Zito. Another big race they're going to have up there this Saturday. The grade one cotillion for three-year-old Phillies. Let's take a look here. Abel Tasman, uh, her last win. This all also for for uh, for Bob Baffert. Mike Smith will be in town to ride this uh, three-year-old filly by Quality Road. The Cotillion. It's a Grade One million-dollar race for uh, three-year-old fillies. Abel Tasman is eight to five tabbed on the morning line. We'll probably go under that. Uh, three wins in a row. Kentucky Oaks, Acorn, and the Coaching Club American Oaks. Uh, since yeah, since the addition of Blinkers Tie, well, she's been it's a whirlwind in Grade One company. Three Grade Ones in a row, looking for a fourth Grade One victory. Uh, nice group of three-year-old fillies. You have the black-eyed Susan, winner in there, actress. Uh, how about Salty for trainer Mark Cassie, a good third in the grade one Alabama last out. I'll go with Salty. Uh, Tyler Gaffleone got shut out here at Laurel last weekend. I don't think he'll get shut out of parks. I'll go with uh, Tyler. He's riding the 10th, the Salty uh, for Mark Cassie. Fletcher also has an entry in there. I like the 1X. I think that horse has a lot of room to improve, has been winning by open lengths. There's only two for two. This is going to be a third career start. Big jump up in three career for uh, grade one from from allowance races, but I think there's room to improve always in the Pletcher, Brian. Sleeper turning back could be It Tis Well, the arch filly from a mile and a quarter in the Alabama, second behind a late, a late, of course, a horse that was uh, just uh, behind uh, Abel Tasman in the Coaching Club American Oaks, but that shortened up back to the mile and the 16th could be just perfect with a good trip from a post, not so, not inside, but not far outside. Drayden Van Dyke for Hollendorfer. Uh, you can watch all the simulcast action from parks right here at Laurel Park. Hope you join us Friday. Kicks off the three-day race weekend, and there's the carryovers. A couple nice carryovers for you on Friday. The Rolling Super High Five, that'll start in race one, a little shy of 2,100. And then the Rainbow Pick Six, a little, uh, little shy of $4,915. Uh, that's in, in the late pick five. No carryover in the Rainbow Pick Six. And that's a nice late pick five carryover with that industry low 12% takeout, a little shy of 5000 That'll be played well. That will start race seven on the 11 race card that, Friday. Those pick five carryovers are always my favorite bet because you got the low takeout. It was hit on Saturday for 20000 Um yeah. So we're going to probably see something in the pools around 2025, especially with that carryover. All right, that's it. We're out of time. Thanks, guys. been a great show. Hope you join us here. Beautiful weather, hopefully, once again for you this weekend at Laura Park. Good luck.